If you or someone you know is experiencing a mental health or substance use crisis, having thoughts of suicide, or just needs to talk, call 988. 988 provides 24-7 direct connection to free, confidential, and compassionate support in your phone's local area code. When you call 988 in Santa Clara County, you'll talk with trained crisis counselors who will support you and connect you to local resources if needed. You are not alone in crisis. There is hope. I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I don't no, know you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor, a teacher, a clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble, and I know I'm in trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Who we have tonight? Uh, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These... Are there if you or someone you know is experiencing a mental health or substance use crisis, having thoughts of suicide, or just needs to talk, call 988. 988 provides 24-7 direct connection to free, confidential, and compassionate support in your phone's local area code. When you call 988 in Santa Clara County, you'll talk with trained crisis counselors who will support you and connect you to local resources if needed. You are not alone in crisis. There is hope. Predators I've Caught. I'm Chris Hansen. Yes, no, maybe so. No, it's not a nursery rhyme for children. It's the way I confronted Anthony Hampton Wade when he came to our sting house in Greenville, Ohio to have sex with a child. Wade was 40 years old when this happened. It was the spring of 2006. And while he probably wasn't the most educated or articulate predator I've caught, he does represent a special danger. And he also stands out for a number of different other reasons I'll get into shortly here. Wade is what we call a fast mover. He chatted with our decoy from Perverted Justice, and he showed up that very same night. Now, the Ohio investigation in Greenville, small town not too far from Dayton, in Dark County, Ohio, was interesting for a number of reasons. We had already done predator investigations in the New York area, in the Washington, D.C. area, and in the Los Angeles area, and we are very, very curious 
to see what would happen in small town America. And so when we had the opportunity to collaborate with the Dark County Sheriff's Department, it seemed like a very interesting opportunity. And it was, except for the fact, actually this made it more interesting, but it also made it more challenging, except for the fact that we truly believe, as does the Sheriff's Department, that somehow word of our investigation leaked out. We had a number of guys locally who were set to show up who did not. All 17 men who surfaced in the Ohio investigation came from out of town. Some from Cincinnati, some from the Dayton area, some from places even farther away. How this leaked out, we still do not know, but it did keep people away. And I remember specifically one 18-hour period of time where we waited, we paced, we talked about what might have happened, why no one was showing up, why people said they were going to show up, but didn't. And looking back, that's most likely why. Still, even with that, again, 17 men surfaced, including a teacher from Cincinnati, a small person who was about to go to prison for molesting another child, worked for the Air Force, and a guy whose mother was an assistant prosecutor in a neighboring county. She actually showed up in court the Monday after the sting to represent him. You could see the disdain on her face and hear it in voice. And then there's Alonzo Wade. Alonzo was dodgy in his chat. And you could draw a couple of different conclusions. One, that he was just goofing around, knowingly talking to somebody who was 15, a girl. He was trying to avoid stepping into a trap just in case it was a law enforcement investigation. Or he was just dopey, but had intent. And I think it's the last choice. I think he was dopey, no question. But that doesn't make him any less dangerous. He's 40. And as you'll see, he came ready to give alcohol to this child with the possibility of raping that child, committing statutory rape. And he, he gives up pretty quickly. And that's where the yes, no, maybe so part of this comes in. And I'll get to that in a minute. You may remember it. It was a classic predator moment. So Alonzo Wade is chatting. And he comes across Bush sucks girl. This is when the president was George Bush. And our decoy didn't like George Bush for whatever combination of reasons. Hi, says Alonzo 403. Hey, yeah, says Bush sucks girl. What are you into tonight? He asks. Not much. It's boring, says the decoy. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Same here. What's your ASL? Do you really want to know? That's why I asked, LOL, she says. I'm 40, Greenfield, Ohio. And you? I'm 15, female. And I'm in Greenville. I guess I'm too old. The decoy says, LOL, 
I don't know, as long as you're cool. Alonzo says he's bored. Yeah, me too. I hate small town living, lol, she says. Now, the profile of this girl is that she's home alone in this big house. And it was a beautiful home. If you recall, while I was in sort of a rural area surrounded by farmland, it was a big, newly built home owned by the builder himself, which became available through the Dark County Sheriff's Department, and we rented it. It's a great setup, really. It had a walkout basement, which is where we were, and so the predator could arrive, park, pretty much being undetected by neighbors, and then walk in the entrance to the walkout basement, which is exactly what Alonzo Wade did and so many others. The conversation continues. Where are you? Alonzo asks more about where the girl lives precisely. He says he's one hour south of Columbus. What's the biggest town close to you, he asks. I'm like 30 miles northwest of Dayton. Not far from here, he says. Yeah, it's real close. So I'm drinking. What are you doing? Says Alonzo. I'm just sitting bored. Friday night in the boonies, lol. On a Friday night? Yeah, she says. It sucks. Well, too bad you can't drink. (laughs) That's right. Here it comes. He's going to suggest bringing the booze. And he does. LOL, yeah, I never drink nothing. See? Good. I was joking. Oh. Where's your parent? And what will they think you chatting with me? I'm pretty sure I know. LOL, my dad is in Chi-Town, meaning Chicago, and my mom is dead. It's hard to hear that, he says. What would your dad think? He's nervous, obviously, as he should be. LOL, I don't know, and I don't care. That's a typical profile perverted justice used at the time. If I cared, I wouldn't be here, and I wouldn't have the few pics I got left. They're talking about the pics on the profile. So why are you here? Alonzo asks. Just to meet cool people, but all I get are kind of lemurs. Yeah, I know what you mean, he says. What pics you got? He wants these pics of this girl pretty badly. I got two more left, but that's it. Dad found the rest, LOL. Where are they? Let me find the link, she says. Okay. Care if I look? LOL. Feel free. That's why I linked you. You're very pretty. (laughs) Here comes the grooming. Thank you very much. So why does your dad leave you alone looking the way you do? Now, this is now progressed from I'm too old to you're good looking. And why are you alone? LOL, it's the middle of nowhere, kinda. So what's that mean, he asks. There's no trouble to get into here. I see. Too bad you can't drink. He's gonna fix that if he can. LOL, why can't I? Because your dad will get mad. Yeah, like I tell him. He has to come home. Yeah, Monday, she says. If you could, I'll give you a drink. Ah, what a sweet guy he is. LOL. Why couldn't I? I know how to drink liquid. What's your favorite? Then she goes into, I like Propel. Non-alcoholic, obviously. He says, good taste. Yeah, it's tasty, she says. Too bad you can't get out. Now, he's probing here to see what he can get away with. Yeah, that'd be a bit of a walk, dude. I got freedom here, though. 
Alonzo says, I like to party. I guess why I am here to see if there is a party or somebody who wants to party. Yeah, that'd be better than nothing. I got a car, he says. Mm, there you go. That's cool. I don't got one. I can't drive yet. See? That's why I can find the parties. What a sharp guy he is. Yeah, I wish I could, she says. Better than sitting here alone, LOL. Why can't you leave? Um, where would I go? There's nothing here to go to. I don't know you live there. I don't, he says. Yeah, if you saw this place, you'd know. Do you want a party, he asks. If so, just ask. Now, he's trying to make it sound like it's her idea, but again, she's 15, as far as he knows. I'd rather be having fun than sitting around online, lol. Ask, he says. Ask if you'd like to party, she asks. No, do you think you could get out? Now, he wants to get her out of the house, but as you'll see, that's not what happens. No, do you think you could get out, he says. Get out where? There's nobody here. Do you want to party with me? I am sure between the two of us, we could find a party. Hmm, there's going to be a party, all right. Not the kind he wanted. LOL, maybe, but I don't think there are parties in this town. Well, how far are you willing to go out of your town to party? He asks. I'm not walking out of town. I'll pick you up if you want. Hmm, the grooming continues. How do I know you're not a serial killer, LOL? It's a good question. Ooh, look, I stumped you on that one. Okay, how about this here? My phone number. Call me to see I am legit. Okay, one second. Let me go find the phone. Cool. If you don't call, you're a wimp, he says. Well, now, the phone call takes place. And during the phone call, there is talk of whether or not to bring condoms. He says he's fixed probably a favor to the entire world and that he doesn't have to worry about getting her pregnant. And there's a little bit of a discussion here later in the transcript. So the phone call takes place. Now, as of now, we're hmm, just about an hour into this chat. And he continues about partying. And she asks what she should be prepared for. Well, partying. I said, I hate to drink alone. Mm, he wasn't going to be alone. And he certainly wasn't alone when it came to the list of fellows prosecuted in this case. And if you say you have to be home at a certain time, you will be there. You know, he's still thinking he can get her out of the house, but she isn't leaving. Well, don't get drunk for me. LOL. I'd like to. It'd be fun. Well, how do I reach you? You have to guide me. It was a bit off the beaten path. She suggests MapQuest. He agrees, going to try and figure it out. But she's got to lead him to it. Apparently, he's not used MapQuest before. He's going to plug it in. He says, give me a minute. Okay. What do I need to bring? She asks. Nothing but your friendship. Mm, so sweet. LOL, you want me to walk out naked? Wear clothes, he says. Then he's going to consult a friend as to how to use MapQuest. This is apparently very complicated to him. What do you want, he asks. I don't know. I want to have fun, LOL. I just want to know what to expect, you know, she says. Like up front, 
I want a party, says Alonzo. Yeah, but that could mean a lot of different stuff, you know. Tell you what, give me two and a half hours to find you. I can have your number to call you and find you. Don't you want to? He asks. Yeah, but I gotta know what to expect. No? Friends, nothing more. LOL, oh, I don't need a condom or nothing? No, you don't want that, do you? I don't know, you're cool and you're not treating me like a baby. I won't. LOL, yeah, I just want to know what to expect, that's all. Well, I'm not a nice guy, he says. LOL, yeah, you had me confused. I just want to know what to expect, so just be honest, okay, she says. Well, I'm going to go now if you give me a phone number. LOL, dude, I got to know what you're up to. Please don't sketch me out, okay? Like, I want to have fun, but you know, I want to know what's up. Party, we will stay in your area if you want. LOL, cool, but party how? Like, I want to freshen up and stuff. Well, don't worry. Unless you make the first move, I don't expect nothing but friendship. Now, that's what he's saying, but we're going to see a different story develop here. And back again, she talks about the condom issue. Well, I don't want to get preggers, you know. Then, after being back and forth about sex and being intimate, Alonso says, well, to be honest, I want to. Oh, so should I clean good? And are you going to bring condoms? Either I am clean. But, yeah, but I don't want babies, you know. I'm fixed. Okay. He reiterates that he's had a vasectomy, or he says he has. Oh, wow, that's really cool. So, like, you can do whatever, no babies? That's right, he says. Oh, wow, so we don't even got to worry about that. You should have just told me that, LOL. I was worried about preggers. I can't have babies, he says. Awesome, now that's neat. That saves us money, LOL. Let me give you my Addy, and you can map quest, okay? So they've been back and forth for all this time. A couple hours. Then he says, well, I'm on my way. So two hours, Alonzo drives. And along the way, he stops and gets supplies, which you'll hear about in just a minute. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. People don't always realize that physical symptoms like headaches, teeth grinding, and even digestive issues can be indicators of stress. I often say that pressure makes diamonds, meaning that a little stress can keep you on your toes. But the reality is, after a week like the one I just had, doing predator investigations and traveling around on other projects, the stress can get to you. And you need to talk to somebody. I need to talk to somebody. It's important. You need to release that stress and put the pressures of everyday life into perspective. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. Predators I've Caught listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com Hanson. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Hanson. So we're waiting and it's later into the evening. Probably about nine o'clock, I'm guessing. And here comes Alonzo. Ready for his big visit with a 15-year-old girl. Come on in there. 
whacked my toe on the banister. Where are you? I hit my toe on the banister. And, oh, I gotta go get a band-aid. Now I'm bleeding and I'm gonna get shot if I bleed on the rug. Hang out at the bar for a second. I'll be right back down, all right? All right. Sorry. Dell of perverted justice is not only online as a child, but she's posing as the actual child in the home. And there's a bit of confusion as Alonzo is being allowed to come into the basement because for a second, Dell thinks that the predator is there for a, a young boy. And so she has to change it up a little bit to make it a little more of a feminine boy. So he walks in, Alonzo does, into the basement after saying, where are you? That weird way he does. And he's wearing a red t-shirt, ball cap, and he's got a 12-pack of Bush beer and two different six-packs of Mike's beverages. Not the hard lemonade. He's got raspberry and another flavor. I don't know why he couldn't just get the lemonade, but he got raspberry. Maybe you think he'd be more appealing to a child. Dell says that she's stubbed her toe and doesn't want to get blood on the carpet. And it's a nice new carpet. It's a beautiful basement. There's a bar set up, and I'm tucked in up the stairs. Dell goes by me, and Alonzo comes in and starts to make himself comfortable. But before I come out, he does something really, really weird. And there's been a lot of discussion about this in the TCAP community. He's pacing and talking and waiting. And he reaches down and unzips his pants. Now, I'm watching this, and I'm thinking to myself, what is he going to do? Is he going to try to excite himself in preparation for his big night with a 15-year-old girl? Is he hiding something in his pants? Is it a weapon other than, you know, the weapon he's going to use to commit statutory rape? Or is it something totally different which didn't even dawn on me at the time? Was he going to go outside and relieve himself? Probably looking back, that was it. But I didn't know that at the time. So he unzips his pants. He turns to the door to go outside. I figure, well, whatever he's going to do, it's probably my time to confront him. And so I do. How are you tonight? All right. Just do me a favor and uh, put a seat right over on that stool. Yes, sir. Now, what were you doing with your pants there when you were heading towards the door? Uh, were you hiding something in your pants? No, there ain't nothing. I'll show you everything. <laughs> That's right. There ain't nothing. I'll show you everything. Well, I don't want to see everything, Alonzo. Just zip your fly back up and sit back down on the stool and we'll continue our conversation. Hey, well, I don't... You didn't see oh, everything. Well, but... no, but my, now my zipper came down. Excuse me. My zipper came down. Excuse me. So, like, a magical wind came along and pulled his zipper down. He apologizes, excuses himself. Now, there are so many different ways I can go with the interview at this point. It was hard to choose. So I decided to get right into it and see what he would say before I confronted him with transcripts. Namely, the 12-pack and two six-packs sitting on the bar between the two of us. Well, you brought quite the selection tonight. Yes, sir. What do we have here? Well, that's mine. All of this is yours? Yes, sir. 
He claims that's right, the 12-pack of beer and the two six-packs of mics are his, for him. And he'll explain to me, or try to explain to me in a moment, that, you know, this really isn't about sex. He just didn't want to drink alone. And the reason for him not doing this at his own home is about as absurd as you could get. And you just thought this would be a nice warm place to drink it? Well, no, sir. She, I was talking to her online. She invited me over. Yeah. And who is she? Oh, what is her online name? Bush Girl or something like that. Bush Sucks Girl. That's it. That's it. And who are you? Alonzo Hampton Wade. I'll show you my ID. Alonzo Hampton Wade. And Alonzo, how old are you? 40. Forty. I, I told her how old I was. Yeah. And how old is she? She told me she was 15. 15. Yes, sir. I just wanted a place to drink. I wasn't going to do nothing. You didn't have any place to drink, so you thought you'd come here? Yes, sir. Just to hang out and drink? Yes, sir. And you're going to drink? No. Some of that was going home with me. Something's going home? Oh, yeah. Were you going to give any to the 15 year Oh, no, 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 no. I don't do that. Oh, no, 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 no. Not going to give any of it to the 15-year-old. He was just going to drink his 12-pack of bush beer and bring the rest of it home. Okay, here we go. Now, usually in the predator interrogations, interviews I conduct, I get to the point where I say, do you have kids? If they do, then I ask, as I did just a month ago in mid-Michigan, How would you feel if another man came into your home to meet your child? Nobody feels really good about that, but I'd like to hear the answer. I didn't even have to ask that of Alonzo. He volunteered. I've got a 15-year-old daughter at home. Really? So you know what's coming next. I've got a 15-year-old daughter myself. You've got a 15-year-old daughter yourself? Yes. I just wanted a place to sit and drink. Why couldn't you drink at home? Well, my daughter's got her friends there, and I don't like drinking in front of her. So you thought you'd come over here and drink in front of another 15-year-old girl who's not your daughter? No, that's not my intentions. My intentions was to not... Well, well, yeah, my intentions was to drink in front of a... 15-year-old girl? Yes, that's what you're saying. Does that make any sense? No. So why don't you tell me why you were really here? To drink. To drink? Yeah. All right. So now, let me ask you this. You're here in this house where you believe a 15-year-old girl is home alone. You bring the booze into the house. Right. How would you feel if while you're over here, some 40-year-old guy is at your house bringing booze to your 15-year-old daughter and her friend? Probably the same way you feel right now. You tell me. I'm the same problem, same way you feel right now. So why is it okay for you to do it? It ain't. I don't know why I did it. I just wanted to party, that's all. Just a party. Well, he admits that he'd feel the same way about a fellow coming into his home to party in front of his daughter as I felt about him being in our sting house. Now, it seems like at this point he thinks I'm the dad. But that'll start to change as we wrap things up. And I'm not sure precisely if he had seen the predator investigations that had already aired. Obviously, and we'll talk about this in a minute here, when the camera crews come out and the boom mic comes out, he gets it. And I tell him I'm with Dateline and we're doing a story. He doesn't respond 
well to that. He doesn't get violent or anything, but he, he does make a threat of some sort, and I'll get into that in a minute. So just party. Yeah. And there's no 40-year-olds to party with. Well, Nobody who's grown up who you can party with in the whole state drink. of Ohio. Well, I didn't say in the whole state, but go where I'm from. That's right. Apparently, there are no other adults for him to party with near him. So he had to drive two hours to meet a 15-year-old girl. He didn't pass any places along the way. There were no people he could chat with online. And now we're going to get to the part about his intentions of having sex with a 15-year-old girl. And he all along has said, and he, he does this a little bit in the chat to cover his ass, and he tries to do it with me, but he breaks. And finally, after the back and forth, and I'm pretty aggressive with him, and again, he's not the sharpest tool in the drawer, but he does break, and he admits, and this is the part where I talked about earlier, he said, yes, no, maybe so, or I said, yes, no, maybe so, and he admits that he would have sex if the circumstances were right. Take a listen. It appears to be clear from this transcript that you are open to the idea of having sex with this girl. No. Well, appear, yes. Would I? No. Or maybe. All right. Maybe. What is it, Alonzo? Yes, no, maybe so. Maybe. Maybe. So maybe maybe you would have had sex with this girl. Maybe. If she wanted sex and I was drunk enough, I'm not going to say I wouldn't. I'm not going to say I would. I can't say... What I would do when I'm drunk. And those are the truest words Alonzo Wade spoke that evening. I don't know what I might do if I was drunk. Maybe I might have had sex with her if she wanted to. And that is why Wade was a dangerous predator who was absolutely capable of committing statutory rape and altering a child's life forever. And then it was time to reveal my identity, in case there was any doubt, and what Alonzo Hampton Wade had walked into. Well, you know, I got to tell you that I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. Oh, I understand. And we're doing a story on adults going on the internet, trying to hook up with teen. Now, See the cameras coming in and everything. As we're finishing the interview, I say, you know, what do you think should happen to you? I should go to jail. That's right, he says, I should go to jail. But he was a little bitter about the TV part of it. He indicated that he knew we were trying to catch quote-unquote pedophilers. That's a weight word. And that if this ended up on TV, he might sue us. And all I want to do is party. You're trying to find a pedophiler. I'm not. But you're here. I'm here to party. And maybe have sex with a teenager. Maybe. And if you put this on the air, I'll sue. None of that mattered, of course, to the Dark County Sheriff's Office, who quickly took him and put him under arrest. Put it down. Put your hands in the air. Hands in the air. Turn around. Turn around. Sir, listen to me right now. Yes, sir. You have the right to remain silent. Do you understand that? Yes, sir. He didn't resist. He was taken away to the lockup, questioned. And the following Monday, he and the other 16 fellows who surfaced in our predator investigation in Greenville, Ohio, appeared in court, including the one, Jay Refner, whose dad was a retired police officer and whose mom, an assistant district attorney in a nearby county, actually had to sit next to him and ask for bail. 
We should do Refner very soon. I promise you will. That's a whole interesting backstory. Anyway, of all the predators I caught in Ohio, all of them pleaded not guilty except at that very moment, Alonzo Wade, who pleaded no contest. Now, it was not the first time Alonzo Wade had gotten into trouble. Nothing quite as serious as this, but he had a a series of driving issues, and, and it appeared, according to the records, that at the time of his arrest, he actually drove to the Stinghouse with a suspended license or some sort of a restricted license. So he'd been in trouble before, but again, nothing this serious. He didn't have a lawyer. Apparently, he thought he could represent himself. Ultimately, he stuck with that no-contest plea, received nine months in the county jail, and he had to register as a sex offender for 10 years. Virtually all of the predators in Ohio only had to be on the registry for 10 years. So where is Alonzo Hampton Wade today? Well, he had moved to Illinois for a time. And as best we can tell, he is now back in Ohio, not far from the actual sting operation in 2006. And he is working as a window washer high-rise office buildings in and around Dayton. I reached out to Alonzo to see if he wanted to talk to me. I even heard back. I, I had a phone number that was disconnected, sent him an email. So we'll see what happens there. I'm hoping he does talk, like all the others. He does post on social media. He apparently is close with the 15-year-old daughter he mentioned during the sting operation that was 2006 so she's a grown woman by now and has children of her own altogether Alonzo has four children including the 15 year old girl he's got their names tattooed on his arm and he's got some grandchildren now and he posts on social media he's an avid fisherman he is close to his grandchildren he, for a time, had a dog. He's got some pictures of him and the dog. One of them, the dog's eyes are lit up like a devil dog. Big fish he caught. Goes by Lonnie online, Lonnie Hampton. And in terms of trouble he's been into since his arrest in 2006, nothing serious. Skip Tracer, who, as you know, is, uh, uh, has his own online presence, talking about predators, has a YouTube channel good guidance, helpful to us here. Did a piece not long ago about a warrant block that was on record for Alonzo. And apparently it had something to do with non-payment of fines levied by the court having to do with his driving violations, tickets, or driving with a suspended license, something like that. But nothing that related to being a so-called pedophiler, as you said, or doing anything inappropriate with children. So we shall see if Alonzo ever gets back to me. I hope he does, as I mentioned. I think it would be interesting. 
as you know, I like to hear from you. And I encourage you to send me your questions. And if you can put them on an audio file, I think that's interesting because I like to hear you. And I like to play your questions here on the show, on the podcast. And this week's question is from Zach in Baltimore. Hey, Chris, this is Zach calling out of Baltimore. And my question for you is, why do you think the majority of these guys, after your confrontation, stay and sit to talk to you? Do you think it's just an overwhelming sense of helplessness on their part? Like, I've been caught, there's nothing else I can do. Maybe it's a submission to authority, or do you think it's maybe more on a broad scale psychological level that they're grateful to some extent to have someone to bluntly talk about their problem with? And I know you've mentioned this a few times in the past, referencing your South Park cameo, but in that episode, they frame your question of why don't you take a seat right over there as a sort of superpower and that the guys can't control themselves, which <laughs> I think is rather hilarious. Anyways, I'm a big fan of your work and the podcast, and I wish you nothing but happiness and success moving forward. Thank you, Zach, and I wish you and all of our listeners the very same. Great question. Why do they sit? Well, I think a couple of different reasons, and I think you named them, Zach. One is they're shocked that they got caught. They don't know whether I'm the mad dad, the police officer, or me. I do have the drop on them because there really isn't a good exit strategy. And I think some of them really think they can talk their way out of it. They know that what they're doing is wrong in the whole drive over there. And sometimes during the entire online chat, they're coming up with ways to rationalize and to explain their way out of it if it is, in fact, a trap. So that's part of it. In terms of being grateful to have been caught, I, we saw an example of that in that same Ohio investigation. The teacher from Cincinnati, guy in his mid-20s, who was going to deny, 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 and then he opened up. And it was almost cathartic, and I remember the moment that he did this, and he said to me, you know, I started out chatting online when I was young, and for the last several years, I got older, but the people with whom I was chatting stayed young, and I know what's wrong. And this guy was a teacher, by the way, sixth grade. And I truly believe in that case, he was relieved. He knew he was heading towards doing something bad. He had crossed the line between fantasy and reality. While he did admit this, I think he was relieved to be done with this. Now. Some guys do bolt. And if you go to my YouTube channel right now, have a seat with Chris Hansen, you'll see the episode of the police officer, Todd Bracco, in Goodrich, Michigan. And this is part of the new Predator series for True Blue that's going to launch in the fall, my new digital crime network. More information, you can go to watchtrueblue.com. But Bracco bolts. He chats for a minute with the onside decoy. The decoy says, I'm going to go up the stairs and get my vape. And he knows something's wrong. And he runs. Now, the sheriff's department, the Genesee County Sheriff's Department, arrests him and brings him back. And then I get to talk to him. But he had uh, a sense of entitlement power. He wasn't going to give much up. 
And in terms of South Park, Zach, well, you know, as I always say, when my kids were younger, you know, I was just another dad of all the kids at the high school they attended until, of course, South Park did a Chris Hansen parody, then I was the cool dad. But they, they did hit it on the head in that it does seem to be a trend with these guys that more often than not, they do sit and they do talk. And I think the reason behind that is because I don't try to just create 10 seconds of dramatic television by popping out someplace and jamming a mic in their face. I want to hear from them. I want to get inside their heads. And I've always said a good interviewer is a good listener. And I I do care about what they have to say. And I think that's part of the reason, too. I also care about what all of you have to say. So do send me your comments and your questions. I read them and listen to them all. Thanks for joining me. You can find me on Discovery Plus. A couple of documentaries there. Have a seat with Chris Hansen on YouTube. Social media that you know all too well. My cameo is available. So don't forget about that. In the meantime, if you want to reach out, you can do so at Chris at PredatorPodcast.com. As always, I'll be watching and listening. Take care.